listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos is Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman. It's another edition of the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16. Thank you very much for dialing us up and checking out another weekly podcast. I'm Ryan Schweitzer, joined as always by Craig Boschman, play-by-play voice of the uh, Swift Current Broncos. How, we're like, what, 40-some-odd games into the year? How, how are the pipes holding up for you? 48, yeah. No, it's not bad, actually. Um, when you have the three and threes, those are the tough stretches. You know, by the time the, the third period rolls around on the Sunday, that's kind of getting a little hoarse. But we only had the one this year, and that's the only three and three we have this season so I think it's uh it's it's holding up just fine big weekend coming up home and home with Regina different divisions but the rivalry seems to remain the same eh? yeah and the Broncos have had uh, success against Regina this year they've won three or four in the season series as well so uh, trying to lock up that season series victory and uh, pick up a couple of uh, wins here and um, as you will hear from our featured guest Hendrick DeClerc a little later on in the podcast uh, he truly believes that his team needs to pick up four points this weekend and uh, sweep this weekend set. That is our feature guest this week on the Broncos This Week podcast, Hendrick DeClerc, who's really been a feel-good story, uh, not just for hockey fans in general, but for local fans in particular. Yeah, I picked up uh, early in the in the season, uh, right before uh, kind of preseason started. Uh, August 30th was when he was picked up for a fifth-round pick in 2022 from the Spokane Chiefs. And um, some people might have thought just the local guy getting picked up, you know, kind of in and out and light up, you know, sixth, seventh defenseman. But he all of a sudden has basically become a top-pairing defenseman for this team. And uh, by my uh, view, is the biggest surprise of the team this season and uh, a welcome one for the coaching staff and the fans, I think. Letter on his jersey as well. I don't think people would argue with you in that he's been a pleasant surprise this year. We'll have a chat with what, Hank, DK. He's, he's got a couple nicknames. What seems to be the more popular one? Well, it started off as Hank at the start of the year because I've heard the coaches call him that, his teammates call him that, but I I personally just think that DK kind of rolls off the tongue a little better, so I've been trying to plant that seed in the locker room. Uh, I'll yell across the room when I'm looking for him and say, DK, get over here. And I think some of the guys have started to pick up on it, so I hope uh, by the end of his tenure here, whenever that may be, he goes by DK full-time. We'll go with DK then. All right, fair enough. Uh, also joining us, uh, Swift Current Bronco head coach and director of hockey operations, Dean Brockman, fresh back from Vegas. Yeah, he, uh, as you'll hear, had a great time at the league meetings in Vegas and uh, is looking forward to getting back on track your busy stretch to finish off the season 20 games 45 days as uh, the season is all of a sudden going to be over before we know it all right uh, this segment of the broncos this week podcast is brought to you by 24 7 self-storage and uh, to get fired up for the games tomorrow night maybe go to your storage bin at 24 7 self-storage and get out your old country music compact discs and fire those up because tomorrow night we got western night yeah and uh, whoever uh, first hundred people to buy beers at the rink here great western beers original 16 so you'll get a free uh, original 16 cowboy hat so if you're planning on coming to the rink early or if you're not make sure you do and if you're one of the first 100 people to buy uh, a great western or original 16 beer you get yourself a nice cowboy hat that you can rock for the rest of the game we will encourage those who tweet to uh, tweet your country music song requests at us as well tweet at sc broncos what tunes you want to hear for country and western night and uh, we'll do our best to play those for you at some point during tomorrow night's game country and western night tomorrow night 705 when the broncos host the regina pats the broncos this week podcast continues shortly with head coach dean brockman you're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. 
The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. It is the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16 Coaches Segment. And joining us, uh, Head Coach, Director of Hockey Operations, Dean Brockman. Uh, fresh off some league meetings in Vegas. I know that uh, yeah. a lot of the things we, we maybe aren't at liberty to discuss yet, the league plan on ro- planning on rolling out, but uh, how was the Vegas experience in uh, the month of February? Yeah, no, it was good. I think... Uh, you know, obviously, there's league has issues, uh, teams have issues, so you kind of sort through those. And uh, you know, some people like to hear themselves speak more than others. And uh, you know, it's kind of one of those things. Uh, you know, a lot of new things will be coming out for the next season, and 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 planting those seeds in everybody's uh, kind of hands. So, you know, meetings were good. It's uh, you know, everybody thinks it's great to to go to Vegas. For myself, I'd rather stay in Swift Current and just have a conference call. But uh, that's just not the option. So you kind of go with it and roll with it, and here we are. Uh, well, speaking of staying in Swift Current, you guys just played on Saturday just before you took off on Sunday to go to Vegas. Uh, it was a loss to the Prince Albert Raiders. I think that game, the big uh, factor in the game, special teams, Broncos 0 for 7, Raiders 2 for 3. Yeah, no, that's the difference in the game right there, to be honest with you. I think, uh, you know, they... They took advantage of their opportunities, and we certainly didn't. And at any point, you can change the complexion of the game with a power play or a non-power play, and obviously it did. And the end result, you know, we weren't good enough on those units. And, uh, you know, it's tough. When you lose the special teams battle, you probably lose the game more often than not. Not a lot of penalty minutes for the Swift Current Broncos in recent history. Uh, you know, you got to like the way the guys are playing disciplined, eh? Yeah, for sure. You know, to a certain degree, I think, uh, you know, you certainly want, uh, you don't want to take dumb penalties. And I think we've been disciplined that way. And sometimes uh, we're letting other teams off the hook that we, we could, uh, you know, get called a little bit as well. But, uh, yeah, I know I like our discipline. Uh, but again, you know, we take the one foolish one on Saturday and it ends up in a goal. So, you know, you take too many of them and you give other teams with great power plays opportunities, it's not usually going to be a good thing. Is discipline something you think that a young team can learn to grow out of as they get older and over the course of a season? Well, yeah, you can. And, uh, you know, as long as we're making sure there's enough repercussions for that. And, and I think, you know, we've been steadily getting better with it. I think there's still times where... Uh, you know, we take these penalties where are unnecessary, too many men or whatever on lazy changes. You know, that's a penalty that can kill you. And and usually when you take those types of penalties, the other team scores on them and it makes it even worse. So, yeah, those are, are things that we've addressed and I think we've been pretty decent on. Just hanging around the rink and kind of catching the occasional moment of practice here and there, it does look like that power play is something that uh, that you guys have worked on a little bit. Or are you finding some chemistry with some of the guys out there? Yeah, you know what? Uh, I think you know, just trying to make sure that uh, you know sense of urgency. You know, we instead of having just two units, we'll have three, and uh, you know, it gives you options. If, if you're not doing what you're told or or not executing, then we'll go to the next unit. And you know, it's all about uh, you know distribution and and making sure guys are, are ready for certain situations and you know I, I think for the most part guys are trying it's uh, you know it's not always easy to preach or do and uh, you know, we certainly have guys that are better at it than others and having three units out there could be a chance for some guys who normally have to sit on the bench for extended periods of time to get out there more as well yeah absolutely and you know and I think it just gives our younger guys a look too. Uh, you know on the power play these are going to be some of the guys that are going to have to play there next year so it's important to get them in the fold and you know what uh, if the older guys aren't doing it or vice versa if the younger guys aren't then you have options and uh, if everybody's on the same page that way, then uh, it's certainly, you know, if you if you perform, you stay there. If you don't, then uh, obviously we'll go to the next unit. 
Home and home tomorrow night against uh, the Regina Pats. They're a team that's not in the same division as you anymore, but uh, there still seems to be a little bit of a rivalry there, it, eh? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's uh, it's Regina, right? You know, so, uh, I mean, obviously you want to win those games. And, uh, you know, they've been on kind of a bit of a roll since Christmas. So, you know, they won again last night. And, you know, there's a team that they just kind of grease it out and find ways to win by doing things pretty simple and playing pretty heavy. So, yeah, we've got to be prepared for that. And it's a home and home set last uh, last of the year if I'm, I'm right on that and you know what you always want to beat Regina uh, tomorrow's game also kicks off the final stretch of the season the last seven weeks 20 games in 45 days you have three games every single week starting on this weekend so uh, it's the busiest stretch of the year I think and the guys got to find a way to just kind of grind through yeah no absolutely I think it's uh, you know it separates guys at this time of the year uh, when you got 20 there's lots to play for for everybody whether you're a 20 year old that want to go on to school or or a younger guy that wants to make a lasting impression you know it you want to do it now I mean there's nothing to save it for you got 20 and uh, you know all the practice uh, the long weeks of practice are gone now and you have to do your best to maintain yourself and and really be a Western Hockey League player that's that's kind of what this stretch is all about for us so it'll be interesting to see who separates themselves and who doesn't. Uh, Real quick here just to end things off and I know that uh, one of the last things you're probably paying attention to during the game while you're on the bench is the in-venue music but it is country music night tomorrow night here at the uh, iplex uh any requests for for that for uh, <laughs> a little for bit dudes? of garth brooks probably or uh, i know you guys will be wearing your cowboy hats and cowboy boots so uh, <laughs> i look forward to seeing that for sure rock and roll all right perfect uh, dean thanks for this uh, we'll see you this weekend you bet thanks man you're listening to broncos this week presented by original 16 the official beer of the swift current broncos Broncos This Week podcast presented by Original 16. It's time for our featured guest segment, and we're joined now by Swift Current Broncos defenseman and Swift Current native Hendrick DeClerc joins us on the podcast this week. Uh, DK, how's it going here today? Just finished up practice, uh, getting ready to head to school now too as well. Yeah, it's been a good day. I'm ready to go back to school, but yeah, it's, practice was good today. That's a good balance, eh? You're, you're managing to get all the education requirements in there and whatnot while uh, balancing the busy life of a junior hockey player. Yeah, for sure. Uh, big thing for me and my dad, he's stressed it throughout most of my life, is just school's a big, important thing for him. And uh, for me, I've kind of just gone right into that too, and it's become a priority for me. And it's... The school thing for you guys this year, I know it was different last year because the practice schedule was 12 to 2 last year. So now it's 10 to 12. So if I'm not mistaken, you go to school first, come here, then go back to school. Is that how it works? Yeah. So we we go to school for uh, first block and then for like the next two periods of school and lunch, we're here at the rink practicing. And then we go back after for the afternoon until about like 3.30. So lots to talk about with you, obviously. Uh, you know, I want to go back to around this time last year because you're you're just starting to wind down a season with uh, the midget AAA Legionnaires. Like, did you think a year from now you'd be a guy playing lots of minutes in the Western League? No, not at all. Like, I was at that point, I was just hoping that I'd be cracking a WHL roster, which was my goal then. And I know last year, even I start I my first year midget, I didn't even make the triple a team i played double a so i've just been i think i've been developing pretty well and just climbing up and it was right around this time that you did sign with uh, the spokane chiefs march 1st of last year that you signed your contract so i'm guessing your mindset you know at the end of last season was going into spokane and trying to crack the chiefs roster this year yeah that's that's what i was thinking about last year and i was 
going down to the States, and that was my plan was to play for them. So so what happened there? Like at the beginning of the year, I mean, it, it must have been something to, to get the call that you were being traded home. Yeah, well, when I got the – like when I was told that I was coming home, I was super excited. Like I couldn't wait to come back and play in Swift. Growing up here, I've probably wa- – I've been a season ticket holder for how many years watching all their games, and I don't even – I couldn't even count how many games I've watched now. But, yeah, it was just super exciting, and the fans are here awesome. So I was really excited. Now, aside from the championship year that I know you – I remember earlier in the year you told me you were in the stands watching that game. But maybe aside from that – what are some of the other moments uh, in this rink watching this team that you remember as a kid growing up? Well, I remember a player, uh, Graham Black, he was a little speedy guy, and I remember just how, the amount of breakaways he would get. Like, that's one thing. It was crazy. I don't think it happens anymore, a guy that gets that many breakaways just firing right through the D-men. And then uh, a couple other things. Uh, I liked watching – uh, Lowry, he was a good player, just an all-around, like he could fight, he could score, like he could do it all. He, I remember he won an academic player of the year for the league, like he was just amazing. I like that you brought up uh, Graham Black, because one thing about Blackie is he was like, uh, and I'll put you on the spot a little bit with this question, because Blackie was like a talented musician and piano player. So what about you? What what are some Hendrick DeClerc hidden talents that people might not know about? Well, uh, I don't know, I... I'm a pretty good DJ. The boys like my music in the room, but um, yeah, I'm not. I used to play the saxophone a little bit in middle school, but I stopped doing that just because being busy with hockey and stuff. Uh, I don't really know. Like I'm in school, I guess you could say like the guys like to like they chirp me about being pretty smart sometimes, and they say I take school a little too seriously, but. Yeah. Well, and that kind of runs in the family, too, because I think it's your dad who's one of the team doctors for the Broncos, too, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. And, and you know what? We'll give you props for your acting ability. And that Saved by the Bell <laughs> promo video that we did, I know I know your mom was super proud of uh, of how you pulled off your role in that, so so good job there. But, uh, you know, the, the season's winding down here. There's been plenty of ups and downs. Uh, I want to ask you what it was like in particular, and we got lots to talk about this year, but, uh, you know, when you were called in and told that you were getting a letter on your jersey, I mean, that had to be something that you weren't expected being a 17-year-old. Yeah, that was probably the biggest surprise for me this year just being like my first year in the league I'm a rookie I like I wasn't really expecting it at all but this whole year I've kind of just like started out I was healthy scratched a couple games at the start of the year and then I just kind of worked my way up the lineup and I've just been I'm not really that much of a vocal guy in the room I'm more like I lead by example and I think Dean saw that in me which was awesome and I was just like honored to be able to be an assistant captain for the team you mentioned the biggest surprise for yourself was getting that a on your jersey i think you as a whole might be the biggest surprise of the broncos this season i mean picked up uh, early in the year for a fifth or sixth round draft pick people thought okay you might you know get some you know in and out of the lineup type of thing but all of a sudden three weeks into the season you're basically playing top pairing minutes so i mean where does that development come from did you kind of just get into a couple of games and think yeah i can play in this league yeah i think uh, when i started out like i was a little bit shaky and i didn't have my confidence fully and then i think during our bc road swing in Victoria the coaches had a lot of confidence in me and they were playing me quite a bit and I just that game I kind of something just kind of clicked and I started playing like I was in midget and I was confident out on the ice making plays like I think it just part of my development and how I've just grown is just due to like 
I work in the gym quite a bit and I like to be a hardworking guy and I'm focused. So I think that leads up to it. Would it just be hard work? Cause I mean, last year, 44 games with the Legionnaires playing in midget triple a, like you've transitioned very well going from, from midget triple a to, to major junior, you know, what's, what's kind of aided you in that transition, making it well, is it just a hard work thing? Well, I think it's a little bit of hard work, but then a big thing is the coaches. They've, they've really helped me out. I remember earlier in the year coats, would be bringing me in for video probably almost twice or three times a week just to do individual video working on like my d zone which i was struggling with a little bit and just and scotty helps with a lot of the on ice stuff like little like feet movement and like the little skilly things so i think a big part is uh just due to the coaches they've been helping me out a lot how much room for growth do you think there is within your game when you're 17 you've already proven you can play in this league i mean when you look at yourself as maybe a 19 year old in this league where do you think you could be and what kind of role do you think you could play well yeah so right now i've i've been playing good and i think i've had a pretty good year but i think i can get even better just um a big thing for me is going to be this summer putting on a little bit of size and strength and getting my shot a little bit harder and my legs so then i can be a little more powerful and skate a little faster too so then i think that'll lead up to just a little bit more development for me so i still think i can grow quite a bit you know with uh, with people who come and play in swift current you often hear and when we've done interviews with alums about their time here how it's been you know the friday night lights local celebrity type thing that's got to really be extra on you though being someone who's already recognizable growing up here eh? yeah well i think a lot of the people that come and talk to me are good like We've had a little bit of a rougher year, struggling a little bit. We've had some ups and downs, but, um, you know, it's it's kind of nice. Just I like to be a guy who I like to be able to talk to people, and I like people to see me as kind of like a person who, like, they can come and talk to just about anything. So, like, if a younger fan comes and talks to me, like, I, I love that. Like, I love little kids and just being around them. That's a big thing for me. Speaking of growing up here, obviously playing your Bantam and Midget here, no Bantam double A, Midget double A, Midget triple A, all of it's been spent here. So there's a couple of guys in your Bantam teams that are playing in the Western League now. I mean, a guy like Reed Jacobson down in Spokane, Joe Arntzen over there in Lethbridge. I mean, there's a couple of guys who have kind of made their way here. So it must be kind of cool that you have a couple of these local guys who have grown up and kind of spread off on their separate paths here in the league. Yeah, we had a pretty strong couple of years our 02 and 03 group in Swift Current we've had a couple of guys that have been able to play in the league and we've played Joe quite a bit me and him have had some good battles against Lethbridge he's I'm, he's been having a good year as a 16 year old and then haven't played Reed or Mac yet down in Spokane but they're coming up here pretty soon so that'll be a fun experience to be able to play against those guys who I've been like best friends with for quite a few years so yeah how much of the the on ice stuff is is talked about when you guys play like when you see joe on the ice is there mostly in warm kind of talk you know leading up to the game are you guys texting a little bit to say like hey man see you soon well yeah yeah we usually text each other before each game and then we'll talk to each other during warm-ups and after the game and stuff and after we usually make a joke to each other chirp the one usually we've been on the losing end but uh joe's been dangled a couple times by some <laughs> of our guys so i like to 
give him a hard time about that. You're uh, playing with the Legionnaires last year, 44 games. You're, you're getting set to play games 47 and 48 this weekend. You know, how's the Western League schedule been treating you this year? Yeah, you know, it's it's been a little bit of a step. Like, Midget, you you do usually get, like, a day or two off during the week. Where And Midget is, I'm not saying it's not hard, but, like, it, it was a hard schedule for me last year. And then this year it's even bigger. We're, we miss quite a bit of school and stuff. But I think I've transitioned well. Like, the coaches help out a lot. And Tracy, our uh, counselor for school, she's she helps out a lot with the school stuff. And I've had good tutors for all that. And they, they help out with the transition. And then the honor stuff you know Andy he Andrew he likes to like he'll keep us all up to date and like he keeps us in good shape so that we're ready to go all every night and that kind of thing so I think it's it hasn't been too hard on me but it has been a little bit of a jump yeah and I, I kind of wanted to, to piggyback off what you just said there about staying fresh for every game because starting Friday it's 20 games in 45 days to finish off the season which to think about sounds unbelievable but every week is either Wednesday Friday Saturday or Tuesday Friday Saturday so when you get those Wednesday Friday Saturday games this Sunday just like completely do nothing all day to kind of just refresh for the next week yeah it's kind of just Saturday night you go home you get to bed you sleep it I like Sunday the, that's my day I usually sleep in usually 10 10 30 and then I'll even take a nap during the day if I feel like it like it's just kind of a day where you just have to take the day off you can't be going out because that's your day where you get to recuperate and you build your body back up before you get back at it on Monday. What do you guys do on the, the days off now? Or is going to ODRs a thing or do you just like to spend a day without skates on? Or Yeah, well, we usually just spend a day, like we don't really go to the outdoor rink just because we, we skate almost every day. So that's something. But uh, yeah, sometimes the one thing the boys have been doing lately is we get together and we watch a uh, Bachelor. So that's something that <laughs> the boys have been doing. But yeah, I don't know. We we kind of just hang out. We don't really have anything special that we do or anything. I wanted to ask you about your time as a Flin Flon Bomber. You played two games there. Looked like one on the road, one at home, uh, one in the playoffs as well. So, uh, how did you end up with the Bombers? Is it one of those things where they they drafted you in the, in the Bantam draft, I guess, and so they just asked you to come in for a game at the end of the year? Yeah, they drafted me in the Bantam draft, and then they just called me up last year to go and be an affiliate player. So I played one game during the regular season, and then that game. Went I think I actually got a point in that game, which uh, that was nice. And then during playoffs, I got to actually go up to Flin Flon and see the Whitney Forum, the rink there. It's pretty historic. Like it's a it's an old barn, but it's got a lot of history behind it. And it's pretty cool to be there. They're a great organization. They treat their players well. Like and it was a fun experience. Like after the game when we won, they throw a moose leg on the ice. So it's a little different up there, but it's fun. <laughs> it's wild up there, isn't it? Yeah, like crazy well, atmosphere. Yeah, the fans are awesome. Like they're crazy. They're, they're hardcore and like the billets are awesome. Like they're all like they'll put your like I was there for a week and my the little billet kids that were there with me they like stuck my name up on their front window with stickers and so yeah they're pretty hardcore up there well they just Swice just asked what do you guys do off the ice here I've always because I used to work in the SJ so I've always been curious what the guys up in Flin Flon do in their time off because let's be honest there's not really a whole lot going on up there so I'm you said you just spent a week there what kind of stuff did you do with the the team during the off days uh the well the one thing that they do is they like to play a little bit of poker
poker with just the boys before every game so that's something that they did and then um the one thing i didn't actually get to go do this but they have a little i don't know what it really is but they have a little place out because there's a lot of lakes around there and they like to go ice fishing and like there's a lot of cool things that you can see out there yeah and you know off ice activity here in swift current i want to ask you about this because uh, my daughter goes to the comp school so i'm often reading the announcements and a few weeks ago there was this thing at the comp that everyone was making a huge deal about the jimbo salhaney mega cup and like you, you hoisted that didn't you like it was intramural floor hockey yeah there was a there's a big intramural floor hockey tournament and i've played in it since i was in grade nine like we always just have fun and it's usually one of the um like the midget legionnaires they make a team and they usually end up playing against the teachers in the final and it, there's a big thing but this year it was crazy they set up a like i wasn't actually part of the team because we practiced during lunch but then the everyone went home for christmas and they had this during uh where everyone was home at Christmas. So I was able to come in during the final. They called me up for the last game. And so, yeah, I think they raised a ton of money and like they got a bunch of food that they got in there. So it was a, and it was a good thing for the school, like just bringing the whole school together to have an event like that. Like it was kind of crazy. I'd never, we've never had anything like that in the four years I've been at the comp. Was was it a big, like all night long celebration with the Jimbo Cell Haney mega cup? Well, not really, <laughs> but yeah, we had fun and we were pretty excited that we got like it was leading up to it we were all super excited we had our own jerseys picked out and everything and yeah like the whole school was there as packed so it was pretty cool can you break down the game for us what was the what was the final score did you put any points up in that game? i i don't know if i got i don't remember if i got any points i know we won three nothing so we shut them shut out the teachers but uh yeah it was pretty funny we get to make fun of them for that <laughs> there were a couple big hits though like i remember some teachers were going down and there's a couple like there was one kid that got hit from behind so it was pretty intense is, is your role in ball hockey similar to what we see with the Swift Current Broncos, like good two-way puck-moving defenseman? Yeah, I play I play D in the game, and then I just, yeah, I kind of like to jump in there, like with floor hockey. I don't, I'm not as defensive. I'm more trying to get up there and get some points, but yeah. How's the how's the room been lately? Um, I know the guys picked up a big one in Moose Jaw just a couple of weeks ago. You got a big weekend against Regina coming up here. So, are the guys still enjoying it here? I mean, they got you know six seven weeks left to go. I mean, are guys still having a lot of fun down there? Oh yeah, our team throughout everything this year, we've had all the trades and a bunch of stuff. We haven't been winning a ton, but that's one thing that I've noticed through the whole year is our team. We've just stuck together, and the boys we we always have fun in the dressing room during practice, after practice. Everyone's like, there's always jokes being cracked and stuff like that like it's always fun is there you know you mentioned like it's it's been a tough year in the win-loss column but with you and you know the other o2s on the team like is there some optimism that you know we, we could do some damage in a year or two yeah for sure the amount of skill we have in our o2 age group i think is huge like all the guys we've picked up like mcginley Raphael. Um, who is it? Sally. He's he's a good guy. I love him. Um, but yeah, we got so much skill in our O2 group. I think that that's one thing that we can look forward to is being optimistic about that. Like we got a lot of skill and guys that not only just are skilled but off the ice. Like they're always in the gym, working hard, putting the time in. So that's a big thing too. And next year, like, you already have the A on your jersey, but next year this team could have a, a huge influx of 04s and 03s as well. So you might even be looked at as one of the older guys on the team. I mean, how much do you do you envision your leadership role changing at all next year? Do you want to keep it kind of the same? Well, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how the lineup's going to look next year. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, but 
Yeah, I think one thing about me, I'm not a huge vocal guy. So ne- even next year, I might be a little more talkative since I'm a more veteran player. But I'm still just going to try and lead by example and by doing the right things day in and day out. Home and home this weekend uh, with Regina. It's a team that's not in the same division as you anymore, but there's there's still that rival rivalry between Swift and Regina just based on recent history. You know, you, you've seen this team a little bit. You know, break, break down the opposition for this weekend. They, they play hard. They like to get – that's a big thing for them is they get pucks to the net and they just crash the net. They get bodies to the net, and that's how they've played against us this year. And yeah, there's the one thing with us is there's always going to be battles and scrums in front of the net with these guys. And sometimes it's fun, like just you go into the night, you're, you know, you're going to be battling. See, these guys are a rival, even though we're not in the same division anymore. And one thing this weekend, we got to pick up four points. I think that's a big thing for us. We can get two wins out of these guys. Are there games down the stretch that you're kind of looking forward to personally, or is it just the fact that you're a first year guy? You're just looking forward to every single game? I think one game that I'm looking forward to is being able to play Spokane my old team and then I have Reed and Mac on that team who I've grown up with so it'll be it'll be that'll be a highlight game to be able to play against those guys tomorrow night at the Iplex it's a country and western night um if, if there's one country song that you'd look forward to hearing during the game we'll put you on the spot here any any idea what that would be I, I don't know if there's a ton of country music on your iTunes or or what do you uh, think? let me look here I'll pull up my favorite song right now is that the top uh, choice music in the locker room, country music, or is it a big uh, Well, I don't know. It's not a big choice. Alkamov plays a lot of music, <laughs> and he's not hes not great at playing music at all. Um, how about we go with... He's got the phone out. Put on Boot Scoot and Boogie. That's a classic. I love that one. Country music staple. Well, that's that's great. I think I know you got to rip off to school here, Hank, so we'll keep you too much longer. But appreciate you popping down here. And great to chat with you. It's been awesome watching you, and really looking forward to seeing how you continue to grow. Yeah, thanks. This was really fun. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. Wrapping up another edition of the Broncos This Week podcast. Big thanks to Hendrick DeClerc and Dean Brockman for joining us this week on another edition of the Original 16 Broncos This Week podcast. Now at the time of recording this, getting ready to wrap up this recording and then hit the road to Shonovan. Yeah, we got ourselves a minor hockey practice uh, thanks to Crescent Point out there to get the four of our players out in the rural communities and help out with some minor hockey practices. So uh, the both of us, Sam McGinley, Hayden Oster, Matei Tolman, Garrett Sambrick, uh, jumping in the Bronco truck and heading out to Shonovan for uh, minor hockey practice and a bit of a pizza party afterwards. We were in Gull Lake a couple of weeks ago, just posted that video on our social media channels. If you want to check that one out and see what these minor hockey visits are all about and a uh, long ways to go up, but it's awesome to see the kids' reactions. The parents love it, coaches love it, and uh, the Broncos players even have a lot of fun when they're out there too. So it's great to get out there and uh, check out these little communities. Yeah, for sure. No, they've had a blast, and uh, also a visit to Cabri not that long ago as well. We'll have video highlights from that coming to the Broncos social channels as well. And as you touched on, a big shout out to Crescent Point for supporting these Bronco community visits. So we're getting set to hit the road. Broncos and Regina in action Friday night in Swift Current, and then Saturday night you'll have the call from the Brand Center on Living. Sky Casino Broncos hockey. Last visit there to Regina this season. Uh, Broncos looking to 
secure the season series uh, victory. They've taken three or four so far, looking to get at least four of the six that they'll play uh, with at least one victory this weekend. But as you heard Hendrik de Klerk say, he wants his team to get all four points and pick up uh, yet another weekend sweep as they did against Regina the last time these two teams played uh, back-to-back Friday, Saturday. Rock and roll. That'll do it for another edition of Broncos This Week, brought to you by Original 60. You've been listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16.